I had a baseball coach growing up who more often than not would wear windbreaker sweatpants and an off gray t-shirt. And I mean, you can guess that the t-shirt was always tucked into those sweatpants. Never once did I see the color of his eyes. I can't tell you. I, I literally don't know what color his eyes were. If, if I had to guess, I see like a light brown. I just never saw them. They were always behind uh, the tinted shades of some Oakley sunglasses. And those Oakley sunglasses always on. If it was sunny, if it was cloudy, maybe a light drizzle here and there, always had him on. He was a very intense man, very competitive. He was a yeller too, when it would not be afraid to call you out. I can remember one, it was after practice, and he had us all gathered around the pitching mound. He kind of sat us down, he got on a knee, and he was referring to someone who fumbled with a ground ball and then I think like overthrew first base. And he made it clear to not compound an error with another error. And you know what? I think that that is uh, one, I think a good lesson on the field, but you can apply that outside of the field as well. And I can always appreciate those sports moments where we're relating things, right? Well, literally this past week, I compounded, I've compounded a lot of errors, made some questionable decisions, a lot of bad decision-making. I found myself at a Starbucks And I went up to the refrigerated case, which usually I don't. I just kind of beeline to the register, give me an Americano or a cold foam cascara, and I'll move on with my day. But for some reason, I drifted over to the refrigerated case. I think it was because I had some blockage in my sinuses, and I wanted to clear them up. And I figured, I don't know, mineral water sounds good. There's some sort of ginger cayenne pepper shot I could take. I don't really know what you got operating here. I rarely go. I mean, I've seen hard-boiled eggs, the parfaits, and some sort of luxurious branded water. But aside from that, I don't know what you got. I found myself, literally, I'm at Starbucks. I want that to be clear. And I'm staring at pressed juice at three different flavors, one of which was for defense. And when you see defense on a canned beverage or just a bottled beverage, excuse me, more often than not, that means ample amounts of vitamin C. I didn't confirm the levels of vitamin C in this drink, but I thought, look, if I'm congested sinus-wise, I want to be good and healthy for the weekend why not? I'll have one pound it and forget that ever happened, but not so fast. Everyone, there's some moving parts we need to address. Pressed juice. I'm, I, j- let's just think about the juice. Let's not even think about the establishment that it's in. Pressed juice. I didn't major in physics. I didn't. I, and I can't tell you much about it, but I can say this. I'm pretty sure squeeze juice or just squeezing and pressing basically the exact same thing basically the exact same thing. Forces coming together. I mean, with okay, with, I, I suppose with pressing, depending on the hydraulics and mechanism, it's about one force pushing down on another object. But when you're squeezing, I mean, depending how you're gripping, let's just say I'm squeezing water out of a water bottle. More often than not, I'm taking my fingers, I'm curling them in to the upward area in my palm. Depending on the mechanics of my hand, you can make the argument that I'm pressing water out of a water bottle. I think so. I, I feel very comfortable saying that. This whole press juice thing is actually a facade, and it is a brilliant way for companies or restaurants to mark up the price on basically normal juice. Everyone, I think a glass of OJ, let's call it eight ounces, I'm pretty sure it retails, if I had to guess, I don't order it, let's just say two bucks of squeezed orange juice. You go to IHOP, you get a fresh glass of squeezed orange juice, that's their thing. If they just changed the wording and said a fresh glass of pressed orange juice, eight ounces, you're looking 375. That is nearly a 100% markup. 
And I would appreciate it if no one acted like they didn't know what I was talking about. This is a thing. And I don't want to sound like I hate press juice, by the way. I support press juice. I love how it's always in a see-through bottle. I get that. I appreciate that. Something I would have before Pilates. But it's not something I would get at Starbucks. Let's make that clear. If I'm at Starbucks, let's keep it simple. What I know. The beans, they're espresso. Not black bean mashed with kale, romaine, lettuce, and onions. I don't do that. No, no, no. I do do that, but not in press juice form. Bottom line. But compounding errors. So that was my error, and I could have learned from my decision. I think I spent five bucks on that. It took me maybe three minutes to drink, and I could have gotten, I think, as much joy or satisfaction if I maybe had one Jolly Rancher. It was a sweet beverage. Sinus-wise, I think I'm still clogged. I think I'm still a little blocked up there. Ample vitamin C, I don't think so. But I go on with my day. I have a nice pasta dinner. I took the max there. Hopped on the light rail. Quick little trip, nice little walk. Next thing you know, I mean, it's Portland Dumpling Week and I'm at Grasa. Great spot. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Their dumplings was interesting. They had like a meatball. It was like a, it was like Shaolong Bao, but this Italian take. Rick over there, absolute genius. It was fantastic. I had company with me, ended up headed home, hopped in a lift. My phone was at 1%, barely got it off. She offered me a portable charger. The lift driver offered me a portable charger. Charging my phone, I'm at 1%. And you know, I didn't have to do it, but I was listening to Day and Night by Kid Cudi. I transitioned into a um, Stop Trying to Be God by Travis Scott as I was coming around downtown Portland, went over that. I don't know if it's the 405 bridge, but I was wrapping around. I can see the river, the Moda Center, bright red. Blazers had a game tonight. Rodney Hood making his debut. But it was on my way home. I made sure to the Lyft driver, I don't want you to drop me actually at my house. There's a gas station close by. I can walk home. Don't worry about it. I'll I'll be fine. But if you could drop me off there, I'd appreciate that. And she complied. It was simple. Dropped me off in the parking lot. Next thing you know, I mean, the headphones are on. I got a little bit of juice out of that quick charge. The same song, Day and Night, but I'm reenacting it like in the music video of Kid Cudi's Day and Night. I'm now in the snack aisle kind of dancing. Not dancing. I wasn't. I was just kind of melodically walking about the place. Picked up a Yerba Mate, wanted a bit of a bump. And then for some reason, I could have just left right there. I got a small Yerba Mate, only 80 milligrams of naturally occurring caffeine. I wasn't going to be up till 1 a.m. But I walked into the candy aisle. First thing I noticed, bit of an issue over there. So in terms of tropical fruit-flavored candy, Starbucks pretty much dominates that market. It was actually surprising. It was a little depressing. Chocolate-wise, all over the board. They had unbelievable amounts of diversification. You saw the Reese's Pieces, the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, but we dipped down and they had a decent selection of Three Musketeers. I even saw a Baby Ruth. That's rare these days. Saw a couple Butterfingers, even saw some Dove Chocolate Squares. But I didn't want chocolate. I wanted something deeper. I wanted to track down that seven-year-old boy, that seven-year-old boy who loves sour punch straws. That seven-year-old boy, that blue-tongue-owning seven-year-old boy. That sugar-high crashing seven-year-old boy. That same seven-year-old boy who wore thermal pajamas, the same set, every single night before bed. And it was in those thermal pajamas that that seven-year-old boy looked at himself in the mirror, foaming at the mouth with Colgate, brushing vigorously, relentlessly, providing the exact same amount of concentrated energy to each and every single pearly white, as if trying to relinquish them, Uh, From once benign, but now vexatious cavities. That rudely, 
but I think understandably made their way into his mouth. And I didn't see the selection of candy to do that. It was pathetic. It was disgusting. But I'm there. I'd been in the aisle for about a minute now. I had to do something. I squat, knees pop. I'm at a lower level, everyone. I saw a very, morbid's not an appropriate word, but I saw a box of what used to hold Tootsie Pops, where the literal Tootsie Pop detached from that, what is it, paper stem, the paper stick. Literally, it was, it was kind of weird. As if, I don't know what animal would remove that for everyone else. Here's something to note that the Tootsie Pops were gone, so people clearly bought them, but the Blow Pops weren't. Side, here's my thing, here's my thing. Blow pops are terrible. We'll talk about that some other time. The, the point being, I ended up settling for this elongated Laffy Taffy. It might have been off-brand. It's sour green apple. For some reason, I caved. I got two of them, 33 cents. Why not? So I go up to the cash register, the cashier waiting for me. I've got 80 milligrams of naturally occurring caffeine in my left hand, and I believe about 36 inches of off-brand Laffy Taffy in my right Everyone, it was 8 p.m. on a Wednesday. That's compounding some errors. That's making some bad decisions.